Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Lita. And we are coming to you on Real Presence Live, live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in, well, normally it's sunny Sioux Falls, Emily, but today it's so rainy today. Sioux Falls. Rainy Sioux Falls. And 50 degrees. 50 um, degrees. <laughs> starting well, off with your weather report for today. <laughs> now, but if you're listening to this on the reruns, I have no idea what it's like when you're hearing it later down the road. Are you a fall person? Huh? You I, love fall, yes, don't you? Yes, because my birthday usually starts fall. What do you mean your birthday usually starts fall? My, my birthday, as you apparently don't recall. Mrs. Oh, yeah. You just had a birthday. Happy belated birthday. Emily, I, you wouldn't know that we uh, work next to each other, literally. This is embarrassing. This is going to be a good show. <laughs> so before we get started, why don't we start with a prayer? Actually, today, Emily, I don't know if you know this or not, but we, there, it, October of 2019 is Extraordinary Mission Month. Extraordinary Mission yes, Month. Yes, of course. Pop Extraordinary quiz. Mission Month. Yes, of course. Pop <laughs> quiz, Emily. Whose feast day is it today? Totally unfair to you. That's I know. not fair. I know, but you're going to... You, you say Therese of the Sea. Say, oh, that's right. Yes, yes. I did know this because... Um, someone was just telling me about how Therese found them a wedding <clears throat> veil. Oh, cool. And in honor of her feast day. So Therese, St. Therese, since 1997 has been doctor of the church, but since 1927 has been co-patroness for missionaries, contemplative nun, co-patroness of missionaries. So we're going to start with the opening prayer from Mass, the collect for St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. O God, who open your kingdom to those who are humble and to little ones, lead us to follow trustingly in the little way of St. Therese so that through her intercession we may see your eternal glory revealed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. St. Therese, pray, pray for us. Pray for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So before we get any further into the show, why don't we send it up to Fargo. Eli, what do you got in store for us today? All righty. Thanks, Doctor. Here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. Do you know the story of how the walls of Jericho came crashing down? Well, Paul, Paul Heierberger and Mark Heierholzer do, and they're bringing this story to life at their local abortion clinic in hopes of closing its doors forever. October is also a very special month when it comes to living out our Catholic faith. Why is that? Bishop John Lavore of the Diocese of New Ulm will share the answer as we visit with him later in the show. And it's the first wedding in their parish in over 15 years. Father Jacob Boddicker We'll talk about the excitement of one couple's wedding and how it's bringing the entire community together to celebrate. All this and so much more coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Back to you. Thanks, Eli. We will uh, check in with you later in the show. Um, so, Emily, um, before we get into our first guests, um, you mentioned fall. You love fall? I do. Why are do you, you a pumpkin fall? spice latte person? Oh yes, you are. Oh, can what? I tell a story? Yeah, go, go. So uh, you know, one of our, the priests of our diocese, who you, Emily, know, uh, Father Joseph Scholten. Yeah. Um, he he was um, his first two years of priesthood. Um, so up until this year, was associate pastor at at my parish, Saint Lambert in Sioux Falls. And for I think it was uh, All Saints Day, um, the Solemnity of All Saints last fall, he got up and he said. 
I know because his vestments um, normally they're white, but they was really golden. They were be- it was beautiful vestments. But he said, "I know I probably look like a pump." I thought he was going to say like a pumpkin, but he said, "I probably look like a pumpkin spice latte." But <laughs> da, 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 it was hilarious. It was hilarious. So anyway, yes, oh, I do love, love those. I love it. Yeah, I feel like everywhere everywhere you go, there's pumpkin pumpkin pie, <clears throat> pumpkin spice, everything. By the way, you can get a massive pumpkin pie at Costco for five dollars, and it's incredible. Um, but I am a fall person. I think I was I was struggling because. I feel like this summer went by so fast for our family, and uh, but a couple of weeks ago, I had I had a moment I, where I got the feels, you yes. know, where like you walk outside and you kind of feel the crispness, and yep. I noticed one of the leaves started had you know had started to change, <laughs> and I got that like little butterflies in my stomach of like I want to sit by the fire, yep. drink my pumpkin spice. Which actually, I haven't had a pumpkin spice anything in like four years, so I don't even know if that's, I like it all that much. I know that's too sweet. Maybe maybe like I need to go have these or something. But um, so yeah, so I'm I'm like ready. I think I think I'm officially ready. We've been turning on the fireplace. The AC is off. Windows are open. The breeze rolling in. So what I'm looking forward to is a little bit further into the season when the eggnog lattes come out. Oh, they're so good. That's right. You love eggnog lattes. lattes. (laughs) So uh, enough about coffee, Emily. It's Respect Life Month. It is Respect Life. Yeah, yeah. Happy, happy Respect Life. That's what I thought you were going to say earlier when no, you were no, saying I know. it's. Yeah, that's you, fair. It was. It was what mission? <laughs> Extraordinary Mission Month. Extraordinary it's a worldwide mission. Worldwide thing, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Respect yeah. Life Month. Yeah. And so I the... thought that's what you were going to say earlier, but yeah, my my heart, my mind is um, kind of wrapped up in Respect Life Month, um, which which of course you know the church articulates this is important throughout the year, but October mm-hmm. especially is a time where we give um, kind of increased attention to education uh, for. Uh, respect life issues, everything from abortion to assisted suicide to reproductive ethics, that kind of thing. So I'm really excited about our first guests yes. this morning. Paul Heiberger and Mark Harholzer are here. Inspired, sharing your journey. And this is, actually today we have two inspired segments. One to start the show, one to end the show. And you guys um, are doing something called, well, what's the name of your apostolate? actually with this, this little thing that you're doing it's called the jericho wall the jericho wall yes so um tell us a little bit before we get into what the jericho wall is guys tell us a little bit about yourselves paul you spoke first so i'm gonna let you speak first oh, okay <laughs> you've been on the radio before many times uh, oh, right yeah. yep i have um nerve-wracking every time but <laughs> no um a little bit about ourselves and and uh so the background between Mark and I, we met at Planned Parenthood uh, 40 Days for Life last year, and our, our parish had uh, a certain night, and, and um, the way I understand it, Mark kind of just uh, came from a different parish, which is like kind of called that day to be at Planned Parenthood. It's like God told me to be there. We hit it off right away and uh, really have been uh, friends since and uh, committed to... to uh, praying at Planned Parenthood uh, for the end of abortion here in Sioux Falls specifically. Mm-hmm. And so we, we did the 40 Days for Life. We said we're going to keep doing it. It's rough spring, muddy on the farm, and Mark's busy at his job with the rain, cost problems. He called me in the summer and said, let's start doing this again. So we went down, him and I just started going down and then uh, asked a few friends. And... Uh, 
Um, I'll, I'll pass it on from there. That's kind of how, okay. how Mark and I met and got okay. started. I could go into the Jericho Wall, but we'll let Mark talk a little bit too. Sure. So my backstory is basically um, I go to Harrisburg, John Paul II, okay, which is yeah. a new parish down there. Yep. And um, I've kind of been wrestling with the whole abortion issue. You know, it's just a, a big issue. And it, it's just kind of running through the back of my mind. And if you recall, you know, about a year ago, uh, some of the states on these coasts started having uh, laws yep. for late-term and I, almost, I guess you could call it post-term abortions mm-hmm. where the babies would be born and they yeah. let them die. And I thought, this is just reprehensible. Yep. So um, I just happened about time I was really struggling with this, which was probably uh, about February or March, I suppose, I got an email from 40 Days for Life. How that came in, it's a God thing because I don't remember ever registering for it. Um, so I called up Sue Peters and talked to her about she takes care of the sidewalk campaign for 40 Days for Life. and told her, hey, I want to get involved with this, but I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So she just said, hey, why don't you just show up, pick a day, and show up and go out there and pray. You know, we, 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 we work from, I believe it's 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., so just pick a time to go out there. So, I, okay, I head out there, and I, I, I think it was Thursday night. Um, the Hartford Parish was out there, so I kind of came up and said, Hey, I'm Mark. Is it okay if I pray with you guys? And I really didn't know if they were Catholic or what they were. And um, they said, Yeah. And so we started praying. Um, we pray, uh, prayed at that time and still do uh, the Rachel's Rosary, which is a very powerful rosary circled mm-hmm. with petitions. Each prayer has a petition on an abortion issue, which is so powerful. So. Paul and I, we connected. We're kind of like spiritual brothers. Um, we're very deep into our faith, very contemplated, uh, contemplative on our faith. And so we just bonded, and um, we wanted to continue on with this after the 40 Days for Life spring campaign ended. But then the weather hit, and both of our lives get affected by our trades with the weather. So it kind of really got put on hold. And so we were both kind of mulling it over, and finally August is drying up, and I just like... You know, I was just getting the call again. We got to move. We got to get moving on. So I texted Paul, "Hey, Paul, let's let's meet up out there again. Start getting going." So we decided Tuesday was a good day for us. So we meet up every Tuesday at uh, 7 p.m. and we do the Rachel's Rosary. And so the first week or two, I think it was just you and I, and then we started getting other people involved with us. So it's kind of a rotating cast of members that just come in. I won't say members, just cast of people that feel called. And um, we have some really miraculous events that happen out there. We had this one elderly gentleman. Uh, he was an old vet. That's what it looked like to us because he had his vet hat on. He just drove by in tears. I saw you guys praying. I've got to stop. Can I pray for you? I, just, I can't stay long, but wow. I can pray. And he was in tears. He said, we just got to stop this stuff. So he knelt down and he prayed because we kneel down. We say our rosary kneeling down. He knelt down with us. He wasn't Catholic, but he was just praying with us, holding on to Paul's hands. And we were just kind of all in a line there. Mm-hmm. And he got up and he walked off. And so, so God has different ways of, of bringing grace into our group. And so Paul decided we need to have an identity. And so we kind of look at that. We were talking about, well, we've got this big building plan, Parenthood. We're, we're facing, we're praying, which is a big old wall. And Paul started working off the Jericho Wall uh, story out of the Bible, which is very fitting to what we do. You know, uh, Joshua was trying to take that wall down. God told him take that wall down. You know, he had the Ark of the Covenant and they were shouting with rams of horns and everything like that. Well, we don't have the Ark of the Covenant, but we have the Rosary, we have the Hail Marys, we have the Our Fathers. Mm-hmm. And these are very powerful prayers because in there you get the Hail Mary and you say, Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. We'll touch on that for a moment. That's what we're praying for is the fruit of these women's wombs that are going in there. We're praying for them. We're praying for their salvation. They're our Father. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We pray that part of the prayer 
for the people in there working in those clinics, mm -hmm. that the grace of God can touch their hearts and their souls and realize the errors of what they're trying to do. So we, we, we really feel motivated with what we're doing out there. One thing as you're talking there, Mark, that just uh, really strikes me is um, it's, it's one of the, an aha moment. You, said, you don't have the Ark of the Covenant, but and you may not be aware, but Paul, you know where I'm going. Okay, I go would ahead, like Paul. To, all right, I'll I would let like you, to you, a little bit speak to that, yes. the Ark of the Covenant. <clears throat> and of course, the, Ark of the new Ark of the Covenant is Mary. Yes. And we pray the rosary. Yes. And the, the uh, so when they marched around the, marched around the Jericho Wall for seven days, and on the seventh day, you march around, and on uh, after the seventh time around, nobody's supposed to say anything, but when the trumpets blast, we are all to shout, and the walls, you know, that's our work. Okay, that's all they had to do for their work for the Lord. Walk around and shout one time. Our works are to go there and pray the rosary. We have the Ark of the Covenant, and our shout is the rosary. Amen. That's have that's how I'm that's viewing awesome. this thing. Our our shout, and and we want our shout to be the shout of everybody who hears us. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, and I'm Emily Leedham. And we're talking this morning with Paul Heiberg and Mark Hierholzer. Mark, did I get that right? Yes, you did. All right, and and, and about their initiative, the Jericho Wall, uh, which is something you guys are doing at the Planned Parenthood Abortion Clinic here in Sioux Falls. And you're just talking about um, praying the Rosary as part of that, and the connections with marching around Jericho way back in the day. And I would like to then add to that the reason we do a Tuesday night. Uh, Tuesday night was kind of work. We were trying to find a night that would work for us to work, but we settled on Tuesday night. Uh, the, uh, our understanding is the, uh, uh, there's counseling Monday and Tuesday, and they have to have a 48-hour waiting period, so then the abortions are Wednesday and Thursday. Because we have a little bit different ideas, my my idea is I'm, I'm okay, I wanted this this... Jericho wall thing was being talked about and I, I wanted a wall of angels to keep uh, the girls from going there to get abortions or to battle the evil spirits that are there and um, Marx is it was uh, the wall is we're tearing down the Jericho wall so I wanted to build up a wall mm. of angels he wanted to, to tear it down but that's how we settled on Tuesday night is to pray for these ladies and, and girls uh, who are being uh, many times forced or they, they feel they don't have a way out you know, we need to pray for them, to pray for the workers that are there, to pray for the doctor so that they understand what they're doing. We're raising a wall of prayer. We're tearing down Planned Parenthood. There's a lot of walls in my in my mind when I as I contemplate what is all happening here. But um, th that's kind of the reason that we're picking Tuesday night specifically at 7 so we can get everybody, even if you're not listening and can't listen, please pray the rosary at 7 o'clock, any rosary that you can pray um, uh, so our, all our voices go up at the same time to God. We we're, we we're really just want to to do this at the same time. So this this shout is going up to Lord. We want to protect our children. Amen. Mm. Yeah. And I was just going to ask. You know, ultimately, of course, the goal being to to end abortion. But can you speak a little bit more to what's the fruits that you hope to see in this for for women, for children, for the community, especially? What's what's the goal? What's the hope? Well, I think really it's to bring God back into it. You know, um, this is when you get down to what abortion is, it's an act of evil. And so he's creating a lot of pain on a lot of different levels. You know, certainly the women that get exposed to abortion and the post abortion trauma. And so we really want to try and bring peace into this. If we can close this abortion clinic down, then you're bringing peace to a lot of people. There are other options there. You know, so we definitely want to get, look back into the future and see 
a world where women don't have to have this as an option because the, the post-abortion trauma, the families, the fathers, the husbands, the brothers and sisters this, that have to deal with this, you know, if we could get past this, close that abortion clinic down, then we can start working on the peace and healing of people that may have been affected by that. So um, thinking about that, just raising awareness, bringing God back into it, obviously the goal is ultimately shut this down. Uh, we, we just got a minute or so left guys, uh, what message would you like? You're talking now to people not only in the Sioux Falls area, but throughout the upper Midwest. What message here in this last minute or so would you like to share um, with all of our listeners? Well, my message is kind of the same as I I just want everybody praying together and enter into this battle uh, against Satan to for the saving of these innocent children is our and this is kind of a men's ministry, but we need ladies to help guide us. And we we just want to be in the the battle against Satan on our knees in a humble fashion. And we're just trying to to honor what we feel God has has called us to do. And it's the the most innocent of of all things are these little children still in the womb, which now they are harvesting for body parts, and it's just going to get worse and worse. We need to, as Catholics and Christians, get on our knees and ask God, please help us in this. It's, it's just Amen. as simple as I can put it. We just need to really return to God. Great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, Thank and, you. and stay tuned to Real Presence Radio, folks, especially in the Sioux Falls area. We're going to be working with Paul and Mark to spread the word about the Jericho Wall. And we'll be carrying the rosary live from the abortion clinic on Tuesday, October 22nd at 7 p.m. So you can listen in FM 94.5 or FM 91.3 for this special broadcast. Thanks, guys. Right, thank thank you. you. And coming up next, we've got some excitement we'd like to share with you. That's Emily and me. Uh, and a little bit later, it's going to be straight talk with yours truly. We're coming to you live from the Mustard see Catholic store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. This is Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Leadham. And you're tuned in to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Brad List. I'm the father of Nathan List. He started at Mount Marty in 2016. This is a gem underneath their nose that most kids in Yankton don't even realize is there. They don't understand what Mount Marty offers as a school. They offer as helping plan for your future. Example, they're helping Nathan with internships. They're you know looking at what kind of jobs can you get. It's good to be close to home. You don't have to come home, but you know it's always there. Lead. Serve. Impact at Mount Marty College. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Are you thirsting for God's love? His mercy, His forgiveness, you'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. 
you know, just to jump on that comment too, of just having those responses of being able to defend the faith, you know, no matter who we talk to. I mean, there's so many people that just aren't really familiar with the church teaching. So to be able to clarify that and to be kind of the light of Christ in the world, to bring that actual truth, the, the beauty, to actually bring that to people, I think has just made, you know, it's a different changer for both of us. And I think, um, as you talked about, just knowing the truth of the church. So even if you know what the church teaches, can you really make that argument and support it every day? Right, day in and day out. And that's been a big thing for me, is having this resource that you can sit and listen and learn so much. A big thing for me was, even as a healthcare provider, knowing what abortion is and how it works, listening on Real Presence Radio one day to somebody, a healthcare provider, actually talking through step-by-step, what that goes through was just a game changer for me and as far as being able to vocalize that to other people so that they really understand what abortion is Mm -hmm. and why the church teaches what they teach you're listening to real presence live now back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area heard right here on the rpr network Good morning, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Liedem. And you are listening to Real Presence Live. We are coming to you from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls on a brisk fall day. Emily, yesterday was like 82. Yeah, and now we're at 50, something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. My poor little girls, I'm trying to get them dressed, and it's like they're, yeah, yeah, some days it's sweaters, some days it's summer dresses, you know, they're all back and forth. Amen, amen. We're so excited to be here with you this morning, though, wherever you may find yourself, in your car, at work. We hope that you um, enjoy the morning with us. We have an awesome show. We do. And we get to talk a little bit about ourselves for a we while. We do. And I'm excited to talk about something that we're excited about. I lately. know. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So uh, if, if you don't know, um, I, again, I'm Emily Liedem, and I'm here with Chris Bergwald. We work right next to each other uh, in the Office of Discipleship and Evangelization for the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, one of the things that, that we've kind of been intentional about, I guess, is just working to, to better collaborate mm-hmm. and to kind of create a more comprehensive uh, approach to the things that we do within the diocese. So, uh, you know, just with, with marriage and family and obviously with kind of your work in adult discipleship and evangelization, we've just found a lot of overlap in the people that we're seeking to serve. Yep. And have been trying to get creative about how to better reach them and, yep. and yeah, kind of share what, what's going on in the diocese, things that, you know, you and I are reflecting on. So, um, so yeah, about six, well, eight months ago. So I was trying to, how can I get more word about events that, well, specifically that I was doing and Emily and I were talking, we thought maybe we could team up on something. So, um, this was a long gestation mm-hmm. process. I mean, mm-hmm. It was almost like almost nine months. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like a baby where we were trying to, okay, what is this going to look like? And so on. Uh, and originally me just being sort of, you know, oh, um, let's just get straight to the point. Just thinking about setting out a monthly, Hey, this is what I'm going to be doing, or this is what we're going to be doing. Da, 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 da. But really, over the su- course of the summer, uh, even late spring, as you as I, you and I were talking about it, it morphed into something different, something uh, beautiful, something really fun, as babies usually do. Yeah, yeah that's a great point, as babies <laughs> usually do. I love it. Uh, yeah, and I think there was a real creativity uh, that started to kind of happen in us as we were brainstorming this, which just was like such a life-giving 
thing for Ooh. me. I don't I don't know if you remember oh, yeah. this, but a couple of weeks ago, you know, just oh, yeah. sitting in our office and like blasting music through our <laughs> through our computers uh, and working on on this newsletter, but just really having a blast getting creative with really kind of reaching uh, reaching outside the box, I guess, in terms of how we were marketing. Uh, and so uh, we launched our our newsletter, You Me and He, uh, and the graphic for it I just think is hilarious. It's really a cartoon of Chris and I. We look good. We do I look do good. So myself. Yes, I yes. kind of look like the girl from Full House. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> With, uh, oh. Uh, the, the, the oldest sister. <clears throat> Is this sister? Full House or Fuller House? The oldest sister. Well, okay, yes. I look like her now that she's in Fuller House. Gotcha. I haven't ever seen Fuller House, but Full House I watched. Yes. Yes. So I uh, am... Uh, yeah, anyway, so I'm, I'm so excited about this, and it's just been a lot of fun, like... Bringing a, a, an element of joy, and uh, if I can be totally honest, I think one of the other things that that I'm excited about it is it's given me, it's given us, um, just an opportunity to kind of be the resource for mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yep. Um, I'm finishing up my master's in psychology right now, and probably my biggest takeaway from my program has been, um, you know, you are actually the greatest resource. You, Chris Bergwald, are the greatest resource for change in someone's life that's seeking to grow, that's yep. seeking to, to deepen in their relationship with Christ. In relationship with you will be the most effective way that they can achieve deeper relationship with Christ. So then that, that for me was something similar. Really, people, I've been with the diocese for 17 years, and people, Chris, what book should I read? Chris, Chris, like, uh, what are you going to be talking on next? And, the, and so your point, and, and there, there are two, two things that came to my mind, Emily, too, and they're both around museums. Um, one is a curator. So the curator in a museum is the one who sort of chooses um, the different exhibits that they're going to be because of their expertise. And so you and I, in You Mean He, and we should explain the title yet too, um, but in You Mean He, you and I choose like some of the resources, the things that you and I talk about in our little tiny columns. Um, we're highlighting for people the way that a museum curator do- highlights an mm-hmm. exhibit. We're highlighting the things because of who we are and the formation we've received. Um, we're highlighting certain things for people. Mm. The other thing in a museum, um, especially large museums, they have docents. A docent is somebody who walks, they're like basically a tour guide. And in an art museum, I need a tour guide because I'm not an expert in art and I don't know all the nuances, the symbolism, the subtleties. So the docent points out to me, did you notice the color tone in this painting? Or did you notice um, the, the texture in this sculpture? Mm-hmm. Um, and showing me the significance of that, to me, I see that that's what you and I are doing as well is, is being able to highlight not just things that we think that are important, but be able to talk to people about, about the significance of those little things. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning into Real Presence Live. I'm Emily Leadham. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we are museum curators. And docents. <laughs> and docents. I've never heard that word. D-O-C-E-N-T. Docents. I'm going to use that. Yes, That's so great. Yes, you are. So we are, no, I'm just kidding. We're uh, directors uh, in the Office of Discipleship and Evangelization yep. for the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls. And we're just sharing a little bit about some of our work uh, lately regarding You, Me, and He. So do you want to talk a little bit no. about our newsletter, You, Me, and He, Is, so the I'll, title? Well, I, I'm going to let you talk about it because you were like, I, so looking for like a catchy title because this is something that we want people you know if you sign up for you me and he we want this to be something that you're going to share with anybody who might be at all interested in the faith wherever they are because yes it's got events going on in the diocese of sioux falls but our little columns and our 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 resources are for anybody and we want you to feel like okay i can send this to my my atheist nephew mm-hmm. uh, or my lapsed catholic aunt um and it's not going to turn them off in its tone so i came to emily 
Emily, like, okay, Emily, we need a catchy title for this. And Emily being Emily starts just talking to herself and throwing words around. <laughs> you make me sound crazy. <laughs> and out of that came... You, me, and he. You, me, and he. Who's the you, me, and he, Emily? Uh... You, as in you, the reader, you, the listener, me, as in me, the me, me and me, <laughs> and me, and me as in you, and as Chris. in Chris and I, uh, and and he, really pondering the divine, God. Uh, yeah, pondering, pondering God, pondering the person of Jesus Christ, pondering uh, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, you, me, and he, uh, and that really, yeah, it, it's been a fun reflection for us of like, how do we explore as a community, as uh, people walking on the journey together? They're exploring the divine, pondering the divine, um, who the person of Jesus Christ is. There's a there's a beautiful point that, that the church has long made, um, but especially the 20th century. God saves us individually, but not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look, Jesus called the apostles two by two. Mm-hmm. Um, very rarely did. Uh, is there is it just one God, yes God again works personally but never alone so this is a beautiful way Emily I think for us to again uh, get the word out about what we're doing yes but also share some of those divine ponderings mm-hmm. that you and I have yeah absolutely and if you want to join us in this journey please do you can get registered at sfcatholic.org backslash adult discipleship uh, you'll find a little button to get registered and follow along and we will be coming to an inbox near you very very soon in fact you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Leadham. And we'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. You know what those sounds mean, Emily. It's time for Straight Talk. It's time for Straight Talk. This is your chance to call in and ask questions um, about... Of, of the curators and the docents, um, Emily and I, working in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, uh, happy to answer whatever questions you have about the faith. Uh, this is a call-in segment. You can also submit your questions online through Facebook. But if you do want to call, the number is 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. During the break, we were trying to figure out a way, Emily, to, to, to do, set it 
to the sound of that song. Uh, Eight, six, seven, seven five, five, three. three yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we're gonna mess them up with. I know. That. I know. So the problem is you can't get the area code in there. So it, you gotta you gotta exactly. announce area code eight seven seven. Yeah, and then you go seven nine five zero one two two. Oh, we nailed it. There we did. It. Nice. We did it. Well done. That was uh, so okay. Well, now we can pass yeah, on this so, segment we're, we're, where we're, our <laughs> our mission is complete. We wanted to just get that number into a tune eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And we got a special gate special giveaway uh, today during straight te- straight talk. The first two callers who ask a question on the air. So sorry, folks. There's a condition. You've got to ask the question on the air during the straight talk segment. We'll receive um, a Saint Michael the Archangel protection package. So each caller will receive we've got two two of these saint michael the archangel protection packages um these are in honor of this the archangel's feast day which uh this last was this last sunday so we're going to be giving the first two callers who have a question for us during straight talk everything that you need to call upon the powers of saint michael the archangel we've got a saint michael chaplet we've got a saint michael token a prayer card a visor clip um all the things you need to stay spiritually safe in your car emily i could use a little more of this in my life amen can i call in with a question (laughs) uh no <laughs> am I? You can ask. But you apparently, can't call I am uh, not allowed to participate. There, there'd in be this a lot segment. of feedback if you were trying to call in. Oh uh, yeah, that makes so sense. that wouldn't work. That makes sense. Again, yeah, what a package, though. Our yeah, our first two callers eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two will receive this this fun little package um, with uh, with um, some spiritual protection for your car. And actually, Emily, I think we have a question live and in studio. Um, so we are just in a moment here. Um, Heather is our normal, is normally the host, but she's our engineer today. And Heather's going to get our, our question answerer set. No. Um, so. Good morning. What's your name? I'm Cece. Hi, Hi Cece. Cece. What's, What's your-, your question this morning? I just wanted to ask, um, what the church's opinion upon evolution is. I've heard a couple of different theories about it, and as a person that is very scientific mm. and loves dinosaurs, <laughs> I was curious. Great, Cece, Great question. If I can, how old are you, Cece? I'm 14. <clears throat> 14. Thank you so much for being willing to go on live uh, radio. You, you're on with, what, Heather, 2.5 million listeners. Wow. Uh, listening to <clears throat> a great question that but you have. But don't be nervous. You're but don't be nervous. Well, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm nervous because yeah. now I have to answer your great question. No, um, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious though, Emily, do you think that, I mean, she, Cece didn't call in. You know, I said that you have to call in to get the package. Do you think that she she, she gets the package? For, I think she should I mean, totally get the package. I think you're right. Yeah, one hundred percent. You're not driving yet, but you could you could be driving because it is South Dakota. So first of all, before I even answer the question, we're going to give you the the first of our Saint Michael the Archangel protection packages. All right. Wow, this is what is what even is this? Um, you look at it while I'm answering your question. How's that go? <laughs> <clears throat> so, Cece, your question was, um, what does the church teach about evolution? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, and there's a lot of different views among uh, religious people, among Christians uh, about that, but what the Catholic Church teaches um, is actually in one way, she doesn't teach anything formally. The Catholic Church does not say evolution is true or that it is false, because the church's specialty, if you will, what the church knows most about is uh, what God has revealed to us on matters of faith, 
what we believe about our, our, our Catholic faith and morals, how we are to act, not matters of science. Um, so the church does not specifically address, there are a few little things like the universe uh, began to exist, uh, but some of the details, the nuances of whether it be evolutionary history, biology, um, chemistry, cosmology, she doesn't get into in detail. On this particular question, though, so I'm not avoiding your question, uh, the church um, is says that we can, that God could have um, created the universe uh, created species of, of life on earth by means of the evolutionary process. <clears throat> what the church says, reminds us is we know that God's always in charge. So it might look random from a, a perspective of natural science, but God is always guiding, was always guiding that process, even though it might look random as scientists are, are unpacking um, and explaining how that happened. Does that make sense so far? It does. Okay. So evolution may have been the means, but and some Christians like really push hard back on the idea of evolution because they think that it would go goes against what we read in the Bible in the book of Genesis, chapter one and two, seven days and so on. But really that's where we have to like what is the point of Genesis one and two? It's not really laying out a scientific textbook. It's tell us something about the nature of creation, that God has created from every created from everything. Uh sorry, created everything from nothing. And that humanity, man and woman, is the pinnacle of his, of his um, material creation. So we're the high point of what he's created. And how he, he, how he, how he um, created us in terms of the history of life, it could have been through evolution. Now, a lot of people are pushing back. There are some, maybe some gaps in evolution, some people think. And so the church isn't saying, yes, evolution is true, any more than she says evolution is false. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Emily, do you have anything to add to that? Well, and I think it's really, um, you know, you articulated right at the beginning, just is, is church and science, is, is faith and science at odds uh, from one another? You know, you kind of articulated the church doesn't necessarily speak into um, science in, in explicit ways, perhaps, because she, she, she speaks about what she knows. Yep. However, do you want to talk a little bit about just the role that Catholics have actually oh. played within scientific yeah. study. I mean, let's the Big Bang theory. Yeah, yeah. So, so just to briefly touch on that, and then we'll have to move on to another another uh, question. Cece, um, Catholics are firmly in support of of science. So, the Big Bang theory. You might know this already. Oh yeah. You know this. <laughs> the Big Bang theory was originated by a Catholic priest, Father George Lemaitre, was a Belgian priest. He came up with the theory. Uh, the the modern gen, human uh, modern genetics science. Uh, was developed by an Augustinian monk, Gregor Mendel. I mean, on and on and on. The church has always seen that science and faith go together, and there's no contradiction between them. So does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Great. Thank you so much Thanks, for being here Cece. today, Cece. You're Enjoy your St. Michael package. And we have our next caller on the phone, Mark from Rapid City. Are you with us, Mark? Yes, I am. You're driving down Rapid City. Are you in the car? Are you traveling today? I am traveling today, but I'm originally from Williston. Okay, oh, great. great. All right. Okay, hit us, Mark. What's your question this morning? My, my question, or, or if you could explain a little bit about the scapula, what you wear around your neck, uh, 
is that did I pronounce it right? Yep, yes. scapular. Yep. yep, the scapular. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, great question, Mark. So, first of all, um, you will win one of the St. Michael protection packages. Um, it, so, we'll, we'll be able to, to get that to you uh, if you'd like. Um, we'll, we'll make sure and, and, and uh, track you down, if you will, set mail you this St. Michael <laughs> the Archangel protection package. But this is a great question. So, you just kind of wonder what is the scapular, right? Well, what is it? And I think there's a couple different kinds, and I was yeah. just kind of... What is the? Yeah, if you just explain a little bit of it, I guess. Yeah, so the scap. You're right. There are a couple different kinds. That was one of the first comments I wanted to make. Was there are a couple different scapulars, but the one that's most well known is the well known is the brown scapular uh, that a number of people wear, um, usually under uh, close to their skin. So it's 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 a cl- kind of like a a cloth necklace, if you will, listeners. If if you have never heard of a scapular um, that that you wear underneath your clothes. Clothing, um, and it's it's there as as a devotion to our Lord through Mary. Uh, Emily, I'm, I I don't I, I know what a scapular is. Have to answer it, Emily. Do you? I don't wear a scapular. Do you? Um, I do not. My husband does. Um, and and I always find it like it's it's such a beautiful witness. And and one of the things yeah. um, that the scapular says is uh, wh- something along the lines of whomever dies wearing this scapular uh, will. Do you remember what the rest the second no, part of it is? But we'll like basically be embraced um, by Our Lady at the heavenly gates, right, kind right. of thing. And so um, the the thought behind it is that um, it's it's a way to simply to set ourselves apart, to um, kind of anoint ourselves, to put on Our Lady, put to put on the armor of protection that is Our Lady, um, in order that we might be granted um, access yeah. access to heaven. And there's actually an enrollment that happens. Right. So when you wear the scapular, uh, you don't just you don't just buy it and put it on. You actually there's a there's a process of enrollment. Um, don't worry, you're not going to get like struck by lightning if you put it on before it's before you're enrolled uh but um i think really any priest can kind of help you in that process um but but to bless it and enroll you in the order of the brown scapular which comes along i think with certain things uh maintaining uh frequency of the sacraments going to confession that kind of thing yeah uh, veneration to mary is certainly a big part of it i I wanted i looked up the quote because i i I knew i didn't have the top of my head when you asked me whosoever dies in this garment shall not suffer eternal fire Mm. Now, you know, some people might be listening to that and be wondering, you know, so is this sort of like a, uh, this sounds a little superstitious. Well, remember with promises like this, there's always the proper disposition of the heart that's entailed. So um, I, I, when I wear the scapular, when somebody wears, like, like Emily's husband, when Matt wears the scapular, he's not doing that as superstition. Like I just wear this and it's my get it out of jail free card. No, it's, it's a reflection of an interior disposition, um, a desire to be united to our Lord through Our Lady. And and just, we should mention why a brown scapular? There's a Carmelite connection to the history. This goes back, the, the, the brown scapular goes back to the 13th century. Um, Mary appeared to St. Simon Stock, who was a Carmelite. Um, and, and and this is all private, private devotion, by the way, folks. So um, Catholics aren't bound to believe this, but many Catholics do believe in the history of the brown scapular. And of course, many of them wear it. So Our Lady appeared to Simon Stock uh, who was a Carmelite a monk, um, gave him the scapular and, and said those words. Again, this shall be a privilege for you and all Carmelites, she said, that anyone dying in this habit shall not suffer eternal life. And, and over time, that um, was extended to everyone who wears the, the brown scapular. Mark, does that kind of answer your question enough? Yes, it does. 
Uh, Great. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you so much for calling. And again, you've won that St. Michael the Archangel uh, protection package for folks uh, to to uh, keep in their cars uh, as they're traveling. So, Mark, thanks for calling in. Uh, again, this is the Straight Talk segment. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Lita. And the number is 877-795-0122. That wasn't as good. That was one. pretty good. Was I know. I actually was pretty <laughs> impressed. 877-795-0122. You can also submit your questions on Facebook as well. Um, or if you don't want to be on the air, but you have a question that you'd like us to answer, you can call into that number, 877-795-0122. And you can always just um, submit your question and it'll be read to us. And because of the awesome questions that we've had so far this morning, we have some exciting news. We've got one more package oh, that great. we're going to be giving away. <clears throat> so uh, we're going to give away a third set of our St. Michael um, protection package. I love that, the St. Michael protection package. Uh, we've got a visor clip that uh, goes right in your car that has an image, a beautiful image of St. Michael on it, a St. Michael chaplet, uh, a token, a prayer card um, that we're going to be giving away to another caller this morning. Again, 877-795-0122 is the number to call and ask your question and maybe just as importantly, get this really fun protection package. These are, that's a, a gift to our callers from the Mustard Seed Catholic store where Emily and I are broadcasting live this morning. Mm-hmm. So Emily, you mentioned, uh, you reminded me that it was Respect Life Month. I mentioned at the top of the show how um, it's Extraordinary Mission Month. Your role in the diocese, you're the director of adult, sorry, that's me, adult discipleship <laughs> and evangelization. You're the director of marriage, family, and respect life. Yeah. Just curious, uh, um, and you spoke to this a little bit, that, that great segment we had um, earlier about the Jericho Wall initiative that s- some folks here in Sioux Falls are doing. Um, when you think about the life issues, how do you talk to people about them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think I, I have this sense, um, and I think, I think many <clears throat> pro-life people are experiencing this as well, that there's a bit of the tables turning. Um, surrounding the respect life issue, surrounding the pro-life issue. Um, one of the things, um, there's, there seems to just be a new momentum. I think when New York passed their mm-hmm. um, abortion laws, their really uh, outrageous abortion laws, although all uh, abortion laws are quite frankly very outrageous right now, um, but particularly almost looking at infanticide. Um, I think there was many pro-life people that were maybe on the on the border that said, okay, enough is enough. Um, so th- the tables are turning, but one thing that I think is really helpful and, and something that I, t- that I try to do as much as I'm able to um, when talking about the pro-life issue is to really approach it with a sense of joy, mm-hmm. um, to articulate life is good. You know, I, I, I feel like it would be um, unproductive or... Uh, counterproductive, quite frankly, to be someone with my head hung low, unhappy about life, um, you know, not not a joyful person, not a person that's living in such a way that's attractive, and to say, oh, but life is really good. You should choose it. (laughs) Right. You should choose it. Doesn't that sound exciting? So I think one of my desires and one of the ways that I really try and talk about it is just to to come at it with a sense of joy that life is very, very good. Life is a great gift. Um, And I think to combat some of the fear. You know, most women, uh, when looking at the abortion issue, most women choose abortion out of fear. A great fear of the unknown, a fear of how am I going to do this, a fear of what is this going to look like, a fear of being ostracized, a fear of being kicked out of high school, a fear of being not 
not able to complete college, a fear of you name it, you know, yeah. a fear of another <clears throat> child, whatever it might be. Um, at the heart of it is fear. Most, most women don't want to choose that. So, um, you know, I think really addressing the fear with you can do this right life is gonna life is hard but you can do this you got this life is a gift and it's and it's worth it to to work hard it's worth it um to to invest in this life that you've been given um even if it wasn't your timing even if it wasn't your plan uh but to combat the fear with a real sense of joy amen uh you're i'm dr chris bergwald and i am emily lita and you are listening to the straight talk segment on real presence live straight talk is where you have the opportunity to call in eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the number call in with any question that you have about the faith about what the church teaches we had a question this morning about the brown scapular question about what the church teaches or does it teach about evolution any question um is on the table emily and i will do our best to answer them uh again the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or you can submit your questions by via facebook emily the reason i i i, I so um uh, agree with love what you were just articulating the importance of being um, joyful and so on is I think a, a lot of times when when we've been in the fight against something as, as as heinous and horrendous as abortion for as long as we have I mean some people have been in this fight since the beginning going back to Roe v. Wade in 1973 and it, it, on the one hand I think we can see where we're making headway every generation is more and more pro-life than the previous generation and yet abortion is still happening mm-hmm. Um, a, a million babies in our country alone are still being killed um, every year. And, and I, think, I think we have to fight against that almost despair. Um, and I think what can happen sometimes is we can be, become angry uh, about it. And so that, that, that balance of being joyful and trusting the Lord, because St. Francis de Sales said that honey, honey attracts more flies than vinegar. Amen. So I think when we're joyful that way, um, we're much more likely to be heard by those who are confused or maybe even just disagree with us than if we're as St. Teresa of Avila said, dour-faced Christians. Lord, yeah. save me from dour-faced yeah. Christians. Yeah, I love that. I love that. We've got another caller on the phone. We're going to Canton, South Dakota. No. I think she's still... She, oh, sorry. We're just getting her on the line. Um, so, we're still getting her on the line. But Chris, I just want to go back to one of the things that you said there, like honey attracts yeah. more than vinegar. Yeah. And, and and how do we be that people of great joy? Was it John Paul II that said, you know, like... Um, we are people, we are an Easter people and hallelujah is our song. Yeah. Yeah, Really like combating that despair. And I think, um, actually one of the great things that I've seen happening in the pro-life movement is that there is kind of, like I mentioned, the tables turning a bit, there kind of is this momentum that's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the launch of the unplanned movie, um, was really, uh, was really critical um, in in this movement uh, because it kind of got pro-lifers surrounding um, on the same page being moved in a certain way and recognizing like women are not the enemy mm-hmm. workers are not the enemy this industry that we've created this fear that we've created uh, is something to be addressed so amen. amen i think we've got jessica on the line now jessica are you there i am what's your question this morning jessica well, good morning. Um, I wanted to ask you, in your roles as uh, docents and curators, um, <laughs> about um, what are your favorite pieces of Catholic art in your home, kind of along the line of the home being the domestic church. Yeah. We go to these beautiful churches, and how do we bring that beauty back into our homes to surround our children in and raise them up in this beautiful faith? 
Amen. Okay. Jessica, I'm fist pumping yeah, over here. I Emily's love this Emily's very excited. This is a, gr- <laughs> it's a great question. And before I go further, Jessica, I should say, you will get the, the, our, our third and final St. Michael the Archangel protection package for calling in. So thanks, first of all, for calling in. Um, I, 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 too, love your question. I think one of my favorite pieces of art, and this one is actually hanging in my office. It's not at home, but I would love for it to be home. But it's in my office, so I'm going to go a little bit with it uh, by way of answering your question question, then I'm going to let Emily talk uh, about hers. Um, I love uh, Caravaggio was an Italian Renaissance painter who has this incredibly vivid painting of St. Thomas the Apostle putting his finger into Jesus's side. Um, if you, uh, it's, it's called the incredulity, like incredible incredulity of St. Thomas, uh, Caravaggio. And I can't spell Caravaggio for you right now, but if you, if you, <laughs> if you Google that painting, Jessica, it's so vivid. And, and, and for me, why I love it, it's because it reminds me. So this is, this is the episode after Jesus rose from the dead. Thomas doubts that he's really alive. Jesus appears a week after Easter to them and tells Thomas to put his finger in his side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. And I love that because Jesus Christ is alive, Jessica. He's risen from the dead, as you and I know, um, and we can encounter him. No, maybe I can't literally put my finger in his side uh, in this vivid way that Caravaggio portrays it, but I can count, encounter him through the sacraments of the church, through the teaching of the church, through the people that, through you, who I'm talking to on the phone, through the people that I'm sitting with in this room, that I can really encounter Jesus Christ. Uh, so so I, I'm, for me, that is probably probably one of my and people come into my office and my including my kids when they stop by and and I love talking about that painting. Emily, mm. what about you? Mm. Yeah, I I love that you um shared some <clears throat> sacred art and and we have some sacred art in our home as well, but I actually um I stumbled upon an artist on Instagram. She has an Etsy shop uh called Behold the Heart. Mm. And uh she really emphasizes kind of like it she's more of an illustrator, I would say. And I have an image of hers that's Um, It's an image of Mary and Elizabeth, and the image is uh, Mary greeting Elizabeth. I'm just showing Chris on my Instagram account right now, Um, but it's Mary greeting Elizabeth, and there's just something about it. It's it's a bit abstract, uh, but very, very clear who it is. Does that make sense, Chris? It's kind of hard for me to describe, Um, but it's called Behold the Heart. Uh, Again, that's kind of her her ministry, that's her uh, artwork. And there's just something so captivating about it for me. Um, and, and she also has, if you're, if you're a mother, if you know someone that's expecting, she also has some really beautiful artwork of um, Mary kind of covering the shoulders of a woman in labor. Um, a woman, uh, you know, expecting a child, you can just see the baby bump and then Our Lady with her halo kind of protecting her. And so I think um, there's a beautiful gift in that. So I would say that's, that's one of the images that I have right in my entryway, um, just displaying, uh, hopefully that when people come into my home, they would encounter Jesus Christ, Amen. that they would know he is present. Amen. Jessica, does that, that work for you for an answer to your question? Yes, it does. I, I mean, I, I have crucifixes in my in my house, yeah. of yep. course, yep. And, yep. and we have the, the Last Supper hanging and a few um, psalms, but just to go deeper and to find more beautiful artwork and, um, you know, the guardian angels in the children's rooms and things right. like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's all sorts of great art out there. Um, feel free. I mean, feel free to reach out to Emily or me. You're, you're here in our diocese. We'd be happy to visit with you more about that sometime. So thanks for calling in. Great. Thank thanks. you guys. Have a so- 
You too. God bless you. <clears throat> so uh, we got two more questions uh, that we're going to get to yet this this segment. We have somebody in studio on our next question. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Jackie. Jackie, what's your question this morning? Okay, so I'm finding myself in a a life situation right now that I was not really expecting to be in at this point in my life. And I want to be able to offer that up as as a uh I don't know what as the an right offering. word an offering yeah, yeah. to something but is it okay to specify who you're offering up something to yep. or for what mm. that's a, that's a great question well and then there's another part so do I do I also have to be joyful in doing it? <laughs> uh, that's, the second one, uh, I'm going to answer the first part. I'm going to let Emily answer the oh, come on. <laughs> So gr- those are both great questions, Jackie. Uh, yes, you can specify. So anytime, um, whether uh, you, know, you do a penance, you know, a suffering that you take on, or whether you're experiencing suffering and you want to offer that for a purpose, you can specify who and when. They can be deceased, but they can also be living. So you can specify or can be a circumstance. So, Lord, I'm, I'm going through this, 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 this struggle, this pain. I'm offering this to you for whoever or whatever. So, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. To your second one, um, <laughs> um, while our Lord might, well, he does, I think, invite us to endure suffering with joy. It's not necessary. If, if you're in a place where you can't get there, um, you could still offer it up and that's still meritorious to use the technical term. It's still, it still uh, is a good thing. It's still quote unquote works for lack of a better word. Um, our, you know, our Lord wants us to be able to embrace our crosses, but if we can't get right, can't quite get there, he still rejoices that we're offering it up. Mm. Does that answer your question? Yes. Mm-hmm. All Thank right. You. Thanks Jackie. And I think we have a call from Sioux Falls. Carol, are you there? I am. Carol, what's your question? Uh, first of all, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just happened to turn on the radio and caught the, the <clears throat> tail end of the scapular conversation, or yeah. the question about the scapular. And um, I, I thought I would call and ask, um, and this, uh, I'm not quite sure how to ask this um, without it sounding, um, uh, I'm not even sure the, what the right word is to say. I go through times where I put the scapular on, and mm-hmm. then there are times where it's, um, it's, it's hard to wear it under certain clothing without it, with someone, com- someone coming up to me and saying, oh, something's sticking out of your shirt or oh, right. um, or mm-hmm. you have a tag out or whatever. So how do you get past um, that, saying, okay, I just need to wear this and know that if it's showing, it's okay. Um, you know, and sometimes I feel like it looks, because um, the scapular starts to look like it's worn and, and things too, which is good that you're wearing it, but also... Um, you know, I, I I feel like there's sometimes I'm like, okay, well, what I have on right now, I can't quite get it to to stay underneath the clothing properly, and so I I, I feel like I shouldn't worry about that, mm-hmm. but yeah. I do. And how do I how do you, how do you deal or how yeah. how do you get past that or? 
Yeah, great um, question, Carol. We just have a few. We just have a few seconds left, so I'll try and give a really quick answer. And I'd love to have another conversation. Okay. Feel free to email me. But um, I think the first question is: Jesus, is it is it your desire that I wear this scapular? Amen. Mother Mary, is it your desire that I would wear this scapular? Um, and if someone comes up and says, "Hey, you have something sticking out," being being ready with your elevator pitch uh, to say, "Oh, this is this is what this is. Let me show you." You know, kind of an invitation. Um, that's happened to my to my husband a couple of times. This little boy said, "Hey, what's this?" You know, and and it was this beautiful opportunity for him to explain this is what this is and this is why I wear it um, if it is something you know maybe a more formal attire or or if it feels just uh, uncomfortable or whatever to wear it another option would be to put it around your waist um, during those uh, with with a shirt or a blouse or whatever that you feel like it's kind of hanging out too much um, would be an option as well so I hope that answers your question and we do oh, hope. It does. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for calling in. Wow, we had Thanks, awesome Carol. questions this yeah, morning, Chris. We, we did. Thank you to everybody who called in, uh, walked in with your questions. Again, this segment airs 9.30 Central Time every Monday through Friday. Coming up next now, we're going to turn the corner. And we're going to hear more beautiful, about beautiful things happening throughout October with Bishop John Lavore of the Diocese of New Ulm. Uh, later, we'll get to the 10-minute tour. This is Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Lita. And you're listening to The Real Presence Live.